Welcome to Behind the Mic, a show that spotlights WBOI volunteer hosts and the programs they produce. On today's episode, we'll hear host Julia Meek's interview with Bill Forsyth. He and his longtime co-host, Bruce Reidenbach, take turns hosting their show, Friday Vibe, each week. The show features a variety of jazz-driven music and broadcasts live on Friday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. This interview was recorded in June of 2017. Bill Forsyth, welcome. Well, thank you, Julie. I appreciate being here. Now, you spend every other Friday night here on WBOI getting us into a special and very musical jazz vibe. When did your passion for that genre all begin? It started in freshman year of college. It was a perfect storm of uh, unrequited love, ennui, and serendipity. <laughs> it's an interesting little recipe well, you have. A young woman I knew worked at the library. I was totally smitten with her and would do anything she asked. You know, I was in love, she was in like, but she had to have someone come walk her home every night that she worked at the library. And I was a real grind, and I was going to be at the library anyway, and she knew that, so that's why I was chosen. And to give myself a break at the end of studying, I would check out a record. They only had jazz and classical, and classical was out. It's still a great gap in my education. But I would listen to jazz, and honestly, I remember the very first album that made its impact on me was Miles Davis's Nefertiti, and from there it just grew. Sounds like a perfect storm, and what led you to take this passion into the studio and climb behind that microphone? I had been a listener for decades <laughs> to WBOI and WBNI. And always wanted to do a show. But it wasn't until I was an empty nester that I had the opportunity to do it. And Dennis Griegar, who used to be here on Friday nights, was moving to do Monday weekly. And there was a hole on Friday night to fill. And I heard about it and came. And I must tell you, when Doug Gruber was jazz director at the station, this was the greatest job interview you could ever have. He asked two questions. One, who's your favorite artist? And the answer was Ellington. I said, there's Ellington and there's everybody else. And he said, okay. Then he said, what's your favorite period of Miles Davis? And I said, oh, the second great quintet in the 60s. And he said, oh, well, I like the 50s first great quintet. I said, well, I understand that, but he was exploring all new territory in the 60s. And Doug said, okay, fine, you're on. <laughs> that was the extent of the interview. It's actually a pretty clever one. And it actually uh, is, actually. He yeah. finds out immediately whether you know something about the music or not. And it was a great idea. And I used to be on uh, radio, you know, I call it a previous lifetime. I was a reporter for about 10 years on radio stations around the Midwest, including Fort Wayne. So it sounds like you knew your way around the microphone. The only thing I was worried about was handling the board. When I first took over the show uh, and I was on my own, I felt like I was landing a plane every Friday night. <laughs> I really worried about it. It was a whole new digital world. That was my largest worry. But knowing the music or doing it, I had a, a rare burst of self-confidence and knew I could do it. Good for you. You do, as it's clear, have a great sense of humor. Does that get you through about everything in life you need it to? Including mistakes on the air, yes, doing the live show. As Miles Davis said, leave the mistakes in or it's not real jazz. So I guess if I leave the mistakes in, it's a real jazz show. <laughs> Your co-host, Bruce Reidenbach, credits you with the show name, The Friday Vibe. Yes, that's true. What specifically does it mean to you? I look at it the same way he does. It's a chance to unwind at the end of the week. There's a special feel to that on Friday you wouldn't have on any other weekday. How do you get that vibe shared? Well, because I empathize with it so well, I am so frazzled by Friday night and so stressed out. I have a picture in my mind of who's listening, generally someone who's working. 
anecdotal evidence I receive is that people listen to the show while they're on their computers working at home on Friday night. So I try to give them something pleasant to hear. That's great. It's a win-win for everybody, really. Your playlists often extend beyond the straightforward jazz mm -hmm. boundary lines. Why does this work for you? Well, I think it reflects the wide interest I have in all kinds of music. And I don't want to just stay in one pigeonhole of just jazz. That's primarily what I play, and it's primarily what I love. But there are other forms of music, and I stay up with them or try to. It reflects a wide variety, and it's also out of that era, reflects when I was listening to rock radio and freeform rock radio, and there's a little bit of that in there, too. And so you really can stretch those boundaries just a little bit and stay within your I jazz vibe. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. So how do you put a show together? I would estimate that it takes me five hours for each hour on the air. I spend an awful lot of time planning it. I script it. I research them. So I really put a lot of time into it, but I love doing it. I mean, I'll, I'll sit down on a Saturday morning and start planning the show, and I'll look at the clock, and it's 6 o'clock at night, and it's just run by me. And of course, being on every other week, I get a chance to overthink it like that, which I do. <laughs> Is it fair to say that you're truly addicted to the quest for finding and sharing the cool music-wise? Oh, absolutely. The whole point of the show is me saying, you must hear this. It's like I have someone over at my house, and I'm haranguing them to listen to this music. Because you know they will love it. I hope so, yes. Or at least find it interesting and get into it later. I do like to try something that challenges a little bit. I have to like it myself. And I use the Ellington rule. If it sounds good, it is good. You know, so that's what I play. That's a great point. And you are thinking beyond your own tastes, which are pretty broad and open-minded. Yeah. So you're really anticipating what all those listeners um, have to hear. Yes, exactly. That's great. Now, this is a labor of love, and you've put a lot of Friday nights in over <laughs> yes. the last seven years. Does it ever wear on your social schedule? Uh, well, no. <laughs> Is it your social it schedule? It is my social schedule, yes. It's the only fun I have, to be absolutely honest. So I have no trouble doing it at all. And what's it like to have Bruce Reidenbach for your partner in oh, musical I, Friday vibe grime? He's, I, I know I can lean on him. He's going to be there. He's going to do the show. He's going to do a great job. And he's going to, you know, keep the audience in its place. I hope I'm doing that for him. I believe he says the same of you. And I know as listener, nearly every Friday night, you guys just compliment each other so well in what you do put out there. There are two different shows, but yeah, there is a complimentary aspect to it. Yes. Indeed. You do add just the right amount of information and backstory about the music and the musicians that you're playing. Is that inside look and the research and all of that part of the pleasure for you as well? Oh, absolutely. A lot of what I bring to it is the anecdotes behind the making of the music. I'm not a musician, so I don't bring that to it. I'm a fan, and so I can't take you as inside the music as Bruce might, as Bob Mayer might, or Todd Harold and those folks who are musicians. I stand back a little bit and take a look at the socio-cultural aspects of making the music and try to come at it that way. You know, there's so many interesting stories behind all that music that I, uh, I must share them, yes. Especially since you've done commercial and non-commercial and AM and FM and everything in between, why is public radio such a perfect platform from which to share this kind of music? Do you well, think? it's, first of all, commercial-free. That three-hour canvas to paint on is just extraordinary. And you can play some extended pieces. You know, I've played Ellington Suites and Coltrane Suites and, you know, Sketches of Spain in its entirety by <laughs> Miles and that kind of thing. You're not going to do that in commercial radio. I'm not going to hear that. 
I also given free reign to play whatever I want, which is just extraordinary and something I really appreciate. So I have I have nothing to complain about, and I just uh, I just come in and try to play music that all fits. Each show has its own personality to me. I have a core of featured artists, and I try to play things that make sense around that core. But other than that, that's the only rule I've got, and then I just take off. Does it also keep you finding more and new people? Yes. <laughs> and it's like when I was getting into jazz, when I was first getting into it, I was going backward in time because there wasn't a lot of jazz in the, in the 70s. In the early 70s was in the real doldrums. It was in sad shape. As Robbie Robertson of the band one time said that in the 60s, things happened. In the 70s, things unhappened. <laughs> one of the things that unhappened was jazz. There was a stretch of time there when the jazz I was listening to, I was moving backward. And so I was finding things in the Great American Songbook and Swing Era on up. Because jazz was in such sad shape at the time, I had, I was afforded the luxury of time to do it for about 10 years. Aren't you glad you did? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Changed my life. And as you continue to change people's lives, or at least enhance theirs, by sharing this wonderful music and your wonderful spirit, that comes from the heart. Do you ever feel not in the mood? No, no. When I come here on Friday, I may be tired, I may be stressed out, I may be angry at any number of things, but <laughs> when, when that mic is on, I'm thoroughly present. I'm happy to be there. I am genuinely happy to be there and try to really bring it a full energy. That's fantastic. What do you do for fun when you're not working or behind the mic? I have lots of projects in mind to write. I'm always working on those things or trying to work on those things. As Joan Didion said, even a, a writer when he or she is not writing is always writing. And that's what I'm doing. Do you think that extends to that radio extends to the show, show. I, I think it's I think it's a writer's show. I truly do. I think my approach to Friday Vibe is a writer's show because it is fully scripted and fully researched. But when the words end... The music takes over. Right. Very good balance, shall we say? Yes. Okay, Bill, we know what we get from hearing your always fascinating shows. <laughs> so besides being able to preserve an endangered species and keep it going strong. That's well put. That's what, yes, that's very well put. What else do you get from doing the Friday Night Vibe? Really, I draw a lot of energy of having to do the show and find new things to keep growing, keep growing. As I've told people, my ears have gotten bigger doing the show. <laughs> That's how I feel. You know, I've, I've gotten a wider appreciation for jazz. I thought I brought a wide one to it, and it has grown. I like a lot of things that I uh, wasn't particularly into uh, when I came to the show. It's widened, and I'm uh, finding more and more different kinds of jazz to get into and other kinds of music that I get into and try to bring it in. When you started doing this some seven years ago, did you think you'd still be at it? I thought I'd probably do it for five years because I didn't want to start repeating myself. But I haven't been repeating myself, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm still going strong with it. It's because it's broadened. Turned out I think I'm bringing more to it, so that's, that's fine. Five more years, maybe? That'd be great. Bill Forsyth is alternating host of WBOI's Friday Night Vibe, along with Bruce Reidenbach. Bill, thank you for giving us some of your precious relaxation as well as show <laughs> prep time. Do keep that great vibe going. Well, thank you very much, Julia. Behind the Mic is hosted and produced by Julia Meek. You can find other Behind the Mic conversations at WBOI.org or wherever podcasts are found. And be sure to tune in to 89.1 FM for more NPR news and diverse music. Our music is by Mark Waldick. Thanks for listening.